Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. Matthew chapter 14 from verse 23. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone, but the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the, the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straight away Jesus spoke unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answering him said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Thus, faith first. God wants us not to fear. Fear paralyzes. The Bible puts it this way. Fear has torment. Fear, it has torment. It will torture you without any weapons. Without any instruments, fear will torture you from inside. It has torment. And so, whatever, and fear is human and it's natural. It comes to everybody. And fear, fear has sizes, comes in shapes and forms. In the same way, faith comes in shapes and forms. You can have little faith. You can have great faith. You can have exceeding great faith. You can have strong faith like Abraham. So, weak faith, strong faith. Ever-increasing faith. So, faith also can be quantified and measured. And the greater your faith, the greater your results. That's, that's why Matthew chapter 15, verse 26, 27, 20, Jesus said to the woman, O woman, great is thy faith. And Jesus said in John chapter 8, sorry, Matthew chapter 8, I think verse Nine, ten, somewhere there. He told them, I've not found so great faith. So we can have great faith. And the scripture we just read, when Peter started sinking, he, he cried out. And when Jesus picked him from verse 31, 32, uh, verse chapter um, 14, Martin, Jesus, Jesus said, oh, that of little faith. Jesus is telling some people, wow, I've not found so great faith in Israel. Jesus is telling a woman, oh, woman, great is thy faith. And he's telling a disciple, thou of little faith. So faith can be quantified and measured. Paul speaks about your faith that grows. Your faith that in Thessalonians, ever increasing. Faith can be ever increasing. And at the same time, he says that we are bound to give thanks, uh, to, to give thank, uh, to, to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet. It is appropriate to do that because that your faith grows exceedingly. It's growing leaps and bounds. And, they, and uh, your faith grows exceedingly, which is, uh, I think, the increasing faith is in Peter. Your faith is ever increasing. So there is an exceedingly growing faith and there is actually an ever-increasing faith. 
May your faith be ever increasing. Because when we talk about our father Abraham, our father Abraham had an ever increasing faith, not only a strong faith, but his faith was ever increasing. We know him for two things by faith. Everybody got, at least almost everybody got one mention in the, in the, in the hall of fame. Oh, faith, sorry, hall of faith. One mention about their faith, about their faith, almost everybody apart from Moses and Abraham. Abraham got two mentions, two mentions. The first one, you see, when we say Abraham is a father of faith, what did he do? He's not only believing God for Isaac, he believed God and left. A year of faith. Yes. The, the problem is not the going out. Because we all go out, don't we? So we all go out. So what is unique about Abraham going out? Most of you, he didn't take faith to come. He didn't take, in fact, it, some people, he took hunger to swim through the... <laughs> By faith, Abraham went out not knowing that's the problem. That he did without a sad nerve. The problem is not that he didn't have a sad nerve. That's one. But he actually didn't know where he was going. So why was he going? Because he heard a voice. He heard God. And because Abraham is, he always had this, I believe God. So when, if you believe God, it always shows in how you obey God. Abraham got to mention, the first one was when he left. The second one when he, was when he offered Isaac. That tells you his faith was ever increasing. It wasn't diminishing. Some of us, you got the promised land, you left. That's good. But how about faith for Isaac? You are still operating on the promised land faith. When you left your father's house and your, your kindred and your family, faith, it's good. It's good. That's what has brought you this far. But you need, you need an ever-increasing faith for Isaac. And Abraham was recommended or was commended by the fact that even not just that he had Isaac, he was willing to sacrifice Isaac. Watch this. This is, I, I'm going a bit further, but let me go. I'll come back. This is very interesting. Why did Abraham go out in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8? Why did he move out? He went a year of obedience. Abraham obeyed and went out, not knowing. But why would he do that? Why would he go out not knowing where he was going? Why? Because God told him, move. Okay? Abraham, God told Abraham, according to Acts chapter um, 7, verse 2, 3, 4. God told Abraham to move, and he moved. Or Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, 2, 3. God told him to move. So why did he move? He moved because God told him. And then that was the first level of his faith. Then after many years, he wanted a son. And the Bible said he believed God, and that faith was accounted to him as righteousness or for righteousness. He believed God that he would be the father of many nations, According to Galatians, he'll be the father of many nations. So he believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Galatians, uh, Genesis, Galatians, and Romans all said the same thing, counted to him for righteousness. Watch this. Then the second, he wasn't actually mentioned in the hall of faith for Isaac, having Isaac. It is Romans that spoke about his faith that gave him Isaac. But in the, sorry, I keep saying hall of fame, hall of faith. Okay, the chapter of faith didn't mention Abraham for faith for Isaac. He rather mentioned faith to kill Isaac. Verse 17 of Hebrews chapter 11. By faith, Abraham offered. <laughs> By faith, Abraham, one was tested. Offered up Isaac. That is, it, it, it's Sarah who had faith to conceive Isaac. But Isaac's arrival, even though Abraham applied faith, and we know him for that, most of us focus on Abraham for having Isaac, but not for killing. <laughs> Bible mentions him for, for moving from his house and ready to kill Isaac because of a voice. Now, a voice told him, you are going to have Isaac. 
And he believed that voice. And then later, after he had Isaac, the voice told him that even when you have Isaac, in, your, in Isaac shall your seed, or your generations, in Isaac shall your seed be blessed. Everything God is going to do for Abraham's future, he had everything to do with his seed. So, what God wanted to do is Abraham obeyed God, and God said, I'm going to bless you. But the blessing is going to be for your seed, on you and your seed. And so then, Abraham didn't have a seed. And now he had to believe God for a seed. Say, I believe God. I believe God. And when he had the seed, now, the, now he knows that. He, okay, let me give you a scripture for that. Abraham, God appeared to Abraham. He said, walk before me and be perfect. And he said, sorry. He said, ask for me my covenant. Don't be afraid. Genesis chapter 15 from verse 1. He said, don't be afraid. I am your shield and your exceeding grace reward. And Abraham said, but what shall you do for me? Seeing that I'm childless and a foreigner will inherit my, all my blessings. And God said, who told you I'm a, a, a foreigner? He said, one from your own loins shall inherit it. It's not a foreigner. You have already started doing your will. Go and uh, recall the will. You've made your will for a foreigner because you have concluded that you can't have a child. But I'm telling you, and I'm telling you I'm going to have a child. That time Ishmael was not yet born. I'm talking about Genesis chapter 15. Ishmael showed up in 16. And Isaac didn't show up in 16. I just showed up in 21. Wow. Chapter, a long, long time. <laughs> so God comes to Abraham and he says that, don't worry, you shall have a seed. And that's when Abraham chose to believe God, verse 6 of chapter 15. And it was account. He actually took him to the sky and showed him the stars of the sky. And he says that, so shall thy seed be. That, that phrase is very powerful in scripture. That's what changed Abraham's story. So shall, Roman picks up on that. Okay, so Romans chapter 4, verse 18. Abraham believed in God who gives death, life to the dead and calls the things that be not as though they were. All right, so, and then against hope, he believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according as it was said. So shall, that. so his basis for believing was that statement God made. And what was God, what God made the statement on the basis of showing him the sky, the stars. He took him, Genesis chapter 15, God took him and showed him and he said, and the Lord brought him forth abroad, that means outside because they were in the tent, and said, look, look now towards heaven and tell the stars and if thou, are, uh, thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall a childless man in his later years, around 60s, God tells him, this man has been childless from the time he got married early, and I believe those times they get married just before 20, uh, late teens or early 20s. So, uh, someone get something. Uh, he said, so shall your seed be. God comes to this childless man, God comes to this childless man and tells the childless man that stop saying that a foreigner will be your heir. So stop saying that, because according to my program, I called you, not you alone. And you know what God said to Abraham when he was calling him? He said, in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. In thy seed shall all the families, and I'll bless thee, and uh, 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 I'll bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curse thee. And in thee, inside thee, some translation, thy seed, all the families of the, so in you, why are you saying outside of you? God meant what he said when he said it. He says that in, uh, in thy seed, and God promises he will do it. But he was talking, it looks like God, have you forgotten, this is a childless man. He used to be childless, but had a land. And God made him landless without a child. And yet he said, I will give your descendants this land. I will give your descendants. Where are they? I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm. And so Abraham, when God, God appears to Abraham and tells him that, listen, Abraham, oh, oh, I like this one. He said, listen, I am your shield and your exceeding great, I, me, 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 not your wife, not your assets, not your education, not your exposure, not, not your background. I, me, I am your shield. I can defend you. I can protect you. I can cover you. 
at the time God was telling Abraham this, Abraham had just gone to slaughter kings. Yeah. The king of Sodom went out to meet him because Chedloma, they went to overtake Sodom and run everybody and seize everybody. And they added Lot, Abraham's relatives. They said, hey. So Bible said, somebody in the verse 14, sorry, verse 13, somebody ran, ran to come and tell Abraham the Hebrew. And someone came and told Abraham, the, that's the first time the word Hebrew was used in the Bible. And Abraham was the first Hebrew. Someone came and told Abraham the Hebrew that your relative had been captured and Abraham guarded people living in his house. The guy was powerful, you know. An army, they were born, they were born in his house. Yeah. And they went and fought and fought these three kings who have gathered together and fought them and brought back Lot and all his possessions. They went to get Lot and they defeated the kings. Apparently, it wasn't Abraham's own strength. Whilst he was fighting, someone was interceding for him. The man who was interceding for him is called Melchizedek. Melchizedek. Genesis chapter 18. So whilst Abraham was fighting, Melchizedek was interceding and watching what was going on. So as soon as Abraham came with the victory, the king of Sodom came to meet him. Sorry, king of, no, no, king of Sodom came to meet him. So, so uh, when Abraham, the, and the king of Sodom went out to meet him, to come and meet Abraham for the defeat he has gave, given to those people. And after he returned to defeat the whatever. And then, after king of Sodom meets him, king of Salem, priest of the most high God, he comes to meet Abraham and offers Abraham bread and wine. And Abraham gives him the tithe of all. And he blesses Abraham. And listen to what he says. King of, the king of Salem, the high priest Melchizedek, the first mentioning in the Bible, he said to Abraham, blessed be Abraham of most high God. And he blessed him and said, blessed be Abraham of most high God, possessor of heaven and earth. Look at the next statement, verse 20. And blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemy. So it was God. The priest knew that God was there because Melchizedek is a priest and priest stands between man and God. That's why when the victory was won, he came to the man and he said, I bless God who has given you the victory. So if you realize that it was God who gave him the victory. And then so, all right, this is a good one. Thank you, Jesus. This is a nice one. How many of you have done something that went so well, people are praising you, and you are worried they will ask you to do it again. <laughs> Sometimes it can, it can happen to you when you're a preacher, or you're a singer in ministry, especially if you are doing the things of God, it happens to you often. You preach and someone was crying, and it went well, and now they are telling you, these other people also are there. So guess what, he was living in a territory where he has defeated kings. But he knew that if they should fight again, he might not win. Wow. Wow. So naturally, there will be this trepidation or sense of uncertainty of fear. What if these guys gather and come strong? Then, before they could show up, God comes to him in Genesis chapter 15. He said, Abraham, I am your shield. Come on, I feel like preaching. <laughs> Hallelujah. After, after these things, after which things? After which things? All the victories. This verse 1. Verse 14 is a victory season. After all these victories, and Melchizedek has come to bless him, God comes. The word of God comes and said, Abraham, I me, I am your shield. You see that do not be afraid? That tells there's still fear around. There's a fear because standard of living crisis was bad. Inflation was high. Abraham was afraid. So God showed up on the scene. And he said, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Abraham. I like the way God knows people's names. In Isaiah chapter 43, he said, I called you by name. Come and shut up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
He said, I call you by name. <laughs> you are mine. You are mine. I have called you by name. God came to Abraham and said, Abraham, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. You think you have got reward? Wait and see what is coming. So when Abraham realized that his immigration status had been secured, now he started talking about his family issues. All right. He started thinking about how I don't, see I go childless. He actually uses the word childless. Thank God he didn't say barren. He said, see I go childless. And Eliezer of Damascus will be my God said, don't say that. Where are you getting all these ideas from? You see, Satan, Satan will give you suggestions. Yeah. Where are you getting all these ideas from that this person will be your head? Say, no. And God tells him that one from your own body. Ah, I've been buried for so long and I'm actually going towards the latter stages of my life and you're not talking about my own body? Shall I be at it? Shall, shall I inherit? And he said, come out. So he took him out. Look at the stars. And showed him the stars. He said, can you count them? He said, no. He said, so shall die. See, and Abraham said, I take it. I don't know why you hear God's word and you won't say amen. amen. Do you understand that? Abraham took it. That is why against hope. God. <laughs> The reason why the scripture could record in Romans chapter 4 verse 17 that against hope, Abraham believed in hope, was because of that incident that happened. That incident. So let us not give him too much credit. Let's give God all the praise. God was the engineer of the faith of Abraham. So God took him through processes after the victory. And now giving him assurance that I'm your shield. He has settled him. And then God tells him, come out. And showed Abraham was not lying outside. He was inside. God said, come out. He took him abroad. Showed him. And he said, so shall you see And Abraham said, ah! If you have done all these other things, I will believe it. So from that time, he started believing God. But he went wrong. At that time, he was in his 60s. The next chapter says that the wife, Sarah, Seeing that she, she was barren before they even met God. Said to Abraham, you know what? God said you have a child from your body. That means that you can work. As for us, we all know me. It's not working. So why don't you visit my maid called Hagar? And God will give you an heir through Hagar. It sounded like it wasn't a strange idea. So Abraham went along with it. And as soon as he did that, he muted the, press, the, the movement of God. So he put God to the back seat, not the front seat, not the driver's seat. So for 13 years, God didn't show up. Ishmael was born. Abraham was 66 years old at that time. Ishmael was born. They did all the naming ceremony and everything, but God was not part of it. God was not part of it. There are some weddings, God is not part of it. There are some programs, God don't show up. So God didn't, was not part of it, and there was silence for 13 years, and then when Abraham was 99 years old, God comes back after 13 years. Genesis chapter 17 from verse 1. God, when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and gave him a rebuke. He said, I am the almighty. Previously, he said, most high. Now he said, me, I'm the almighty God. What, can, what is it that I can do? He introduces himself to Abraham again, just in case you have forgotten. I am the all 
What does almighty mean? He has might. All the might. Any might needed to do, uh, uh, not, there's nothing can't do. The, so long as can do is concerned, he said, I'm the all can do man, God. So walk before me and be perfect. In other words, do it right the way I'm telling you to do it. Where did you get this idea of Ishmael from? Where did, and you get, gave him a name too. <laughs> so, Abraham said, God said, as for me, my covenant is with you. It's a covenant relationship. I'm going to, and he says, God then made a covenant with Abraham from that day. So that is when, so the first one, when it watched, I want to show you something before I move on quickly. The first time when Abraham, chapter 15, he believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. It, Isaac was not yet born and Ishmael was not yet born. And at that time, he wasn't 90. Right? How old was he at that time? 66. Before 66. So he could be 60, 61, 62. I doubt if he's 45. But he was just around 66. That's why Sarah had to activate arrangements quickly. So then watch this. Abraham was under 66 years old when he believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. Right? But the first believing even though Abraham has always had an ever-increasing faith, his first believing was not, he didn't keep it for a child. He didn't stay on it. So he downgraded it. That's why God had to come and correct him. So according to Romans chapter 4, verse 19, 20, 21, 19 says that how old was Abraham? He was about, that that is the, 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 that's, when God came and said, so shall thy seed be. And now look, he believed God. Watch this. The point is, even, this is, he said, and no, 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 verse 9, okay. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 90 years, 100 years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. But he became strong in faith. And this is just a continuation of what, when it was told him, so shall thy seed be. So, so shall thy seed be. So, and when you read forward, it says that, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. After 99 years, it was that faith in 99 years, it was also accounted to him for righteousness. Again, did you see that? And therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. After 99 years, not before 66. So there was a first one which was accounted to him for before 66. But Sarah and their family arrangements interfered with what God was doing. So God waited for 13 years and showed up again. And this time warned him and made a covenant with him. And Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Because you can't walk with God in unrighteousness. So for God to take you further, he must account righteousness to you. And the righteousness that God accepts is the righteousness of faith. (laughs) So now, Abraham believed God for Isaac. But would you, can you imagine in the fame, in the chapter of faith, they didn't mention his receiving of Isaac as an action of faith. Even though it was. We keep focusing on how Abraham had faith and received Isaac. Yes, it's true. But in the place of faith, they didn't, that's not what God considered. What God considered was he left his house, and then number two, he was willing to offer Isaac. Even though there was a word hanging on Isaac, and Bible says that in Isaac, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 18, in Isaac shall thy seed be blessed. Now it was more specific that in Isaac shall die. So this Isaac is the one through whom everything is going to happen. Now God has come and is demanding Isaac. Now if Isaac goes, how can... So Abraham would have wanted to help God the second time. Like he did in the issue of Ishmael. But this time he passed it because he didn't attempt to help God. But rather he saw, oh... He offered the boy, whilst he was going to offer the boy, he knew he has received him in figure. 
So do you know what Abraham did? Now, this is the future of Isaac. And this is the present of Isaac, present. And God said, kill him for me. So when he was going to sacrifice Isaac, Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac. But in his mind, he was already living in the future of Isaac. So whether Isaac dies or doesn't die, he didn't really care. He knew God was faithful. That's, no, that's what Hebrews chapter 11 says. That's, 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 what, that's what, you, have, you don't see that one. That's why, pastor, Bible make reference to Abraham's obedience to live. Yeah. Then he, he, after that, he speaks about by faith Sarah conceived. So in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4, said by faith Abel offered. Verse 5 and 6, by faith Enoch pleased God. Verse 7, by faith Noah obeyed. Or Noah moved. Verse 8, by faith, Abraham obeyed. Then he commented about Abraham a bit. Then verse 11, by faith, Sarah herself, Sarah herself received strength and conceived. Then he didn't talk about by faith again. Then he began to make comments about these guys, how they all lived in hope, uh, in faith, having not obtained the promise because they considered there was something God knew had prepared a city for them. Verse, seven, verse 16. Then verse 17, he brings Abraham again. I thought we are moving on. Because from Noah, uh, from Abel, we went to Enoch. From Enoch, we went to uh, Noah, right? From Enoch, we went to Noah. From Noah, we went to Abraham. From Abraham, we went to Sarah. From Sarah, where do we go to? Is it not Isaac? From Sarah, he came back to Abraham. Look at verse 17. Said, by faith, Abraham, when he was tested. Because that offering of Isaac, most of us take it lighter than we should. What was unique about it is, oh, thank you, Jesus. Abraham was able to offer Isaac because this time, they didn't have to tell him not to fear. Because this time, his eyes were on what God has promised. God said, in, thy, in Isaac shall thy seed be blessed. And watch this. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I like this. So, so long as Abraham has been dealing with Isaac, that is Isaac for him, for the future. It's not about this person. The promise of God concerning Isaac, he was wearing it, he was carrying it. So even if you remove this, he knew that the promise will still be done in Isaac. So his focus was so much on God's word that not even God's word, another instruction from God, can make him lose hope about God's word. No amount of obedience or instructions and extreme step will make him think that God's word has been invalidated. So when he was going to, whilst he was going to kill Isaac, he had already received him by the resurrection. He was the first person to begin to look towards resurrection. He knew that God's word is about Isaac. So even if he dies, there will be resurrection. And he gave God the reason to be able to sacrifice his son for the resurrection to, be, to happen. Abraham. So Abraham gets two mentions. So he said, verse, verse, um, verse 17, by faith, Abraham offered. Then you go, you, you, you go to the verse 19, he talks about, then Isaac, oh, verse 20, sorry. Then Isaac was brought in by faith, Isaac. 21, by faith, Jacob. 22, by faith, Joseph. 23, by faith, Moses, by talking about, really, it was his parents, but I said, Moses, when he was born, it was his parents. So, so 20, 23, by faith, Moses. 24, then he says, Moses, when he became of age, and they, used, they had to use two verses to talk about him. All these other guys, one verse, one verse, one verse, one verse. Noah, one verse. Enoch had two verses. Abel had one verse. Abraham had first three or four. <laughs> Sarah had one verse. Abraham's second one had three verses. Then Isaac, one verse. Jacob, one verse. Jo Joseph, one verse. Moses' parents, one verse. Moses, two verses. Then two verses. Then they spoke of Moses again. So verse 24, Moses, when he was a child, when he was of age, he was not afraid to move. And then verse 26, spoke about Moses again. 26, 27, look at that verse, uh, 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 not so, so verse 27. He spoke about Moses again. He forsook Egypt. 
Why did he forsake Egypt? Yesterday, I was telling you about what to do to deal with fear. So number one, how do you deal with fear? Don't consider the condition. Like Abraham considered God, even though he, God's word, even though he was going to kill his son, he still kept his eye on God's word. Number two, hold on to God's word. Number three, number three is this verse. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 27. By faith, Moses forsook Egypt, not fearing that, see, he didn't fear. Why didn't he fear? For he endured as seen. What you can't see can paralyze you. Ah, pastor. So it's true that seeing is believing. Ah, it depends on where you are coming from. <laughs> but pastor, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, chapter, uh, 5 verse 7 that we walk by faith and not by sight. So why are you talking about sight? Bible, but Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1, faith is the substance of things so forth. The evidence of things not seen. But pastor, the Bible talks in, uh, in John chapter 20, uh, 20 verse 28. Jesus himself, he said, blessed is he who has not seen and yet believes. So if you haven't seen and believed, pastor, how are you talking about a scene? When we talk about all these scenes, we are talking about sensory perception. You haven't seen it manifest in the physical. But for you not to fear, you have to see it in the eye of the spirit. You have to see what God's saying. When you look inside the scriptures, you find pictures about your future. <laughs> the scriptures, the scriptures are full of pictures. Not just doctrine. Paul in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 8, 8 says that, Unto me, who is less than the least of the saints, was this grace given that I will preach what? The unsearchable riches, not their doctrines. I will preach the riches. Not preach revelation, preach doctrines. Preaching the riches of Christ. Unsearchable riches of Christ. And so, when you look at the scriptures, Bishop Edipo again said, the Bible says that, open my eyes, Psalm 119, that I might behold wondrous things in the, in the way. Psalm 119, verse, I think, 17 or 18. Open thou my eyes, that I may behold what wondrous things. Bishop Edipo said, that means this thing is not just letters to read, it's wonders to see. They are inside. Yeah, every verse has wonder inside. If your eyes are not open, you will not see the wonders inside. Yes. Open now my eyes that I might behold. What is there? Wondrous things in the law. Not just instructions. The reason why you are struggling to obey God is you're only seeing instructions. You're only seeing instructions. God came to Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 10. What do you see? What do you see? What you see matters. What do you see? What do you see? He said, I see an almond tree. And God said, you have seen right. He said, verse 12, you have seen right, for I watch over my word to perform. And in Jeremiah chapter 24, verse 2 and 3, again, God said, what do you see? I think verse 3 or verse 4. What do you see? What do you see? What, I like the King James, what seeth thou? You see, when you enter into the realm of sight, inner sight, people who talk all ideas and doctrine, doctrine, you can't hear them because you have seen it. You can't doubt what you have seen. Moses left Egypt. First, no, he didn't leave. He forsook. That's a strong one. Yes. He, he, when you read my book of Bible stories, you know he ran away because he was afraid. Yes. But read the Bible very well. He forsook. He was not afraid of the king's wrath. He forsook it. He forsook Egypt before he left Egypt. 
Oh, he was afraid. He ran away as a fugitive. Read your Bible. He forsook Egypt not being afraid of the king's wrath. How could he do that? Because he, he, he endured as seeing. What are you seeing? Because of your lack of sight, that's why you can't endure for the Lord. That's why you can't endure to the end. That's why you are compromising on your faith. Compromising on your values and your principles and your commitment and your dedication. Because you can't see. Everybody must learn how to pray, oh God, open my eyes. Because if your eyes are not open and if you don't see, you'll be afraid. That's why Elijah prayed that God, open this my servant's eyes. Second Kings. The, the, the guy came. He said, Master, alas, we are dead. He, he was going to fetch water. And he saw the armies of the Syrians surrounding the mountain and Elijah. Elisha. And uh, uh, alas, we are dead. I think the guy has been watching a lot of series in next week. So, <laughs> Master, alas, we are dead. Alas, we are. He prescribes their demise. Alas, we are dead. Alas, alas, master, we are, uh, what shall we do? Uh, what shall we do? What shall we do, master? And the master said, calm down, calm down. Calm down. And Elijah prayed. He said, don't fear. For those who are with us are more than those. And Elijah prayed that God, I pray, open his eyes. Open his eyes. For what? That he may see. The reason why he is so frantic, the reason why he's so anxious is because of what he hasn't seen. That's why you're afraid. You're afraid. You see, you haven't seen the end of the match. That's why your adrenaline is so, you're afraid. You're afraid. You haven't seen the end of the But someone who has already watched it, previewed it, he, know, he knows that the, he knows who won. So in spite of all that, he, he, he knows the end of the story. He knows the end of the story. Walk with God. Walk with God. Choose to see when God, what God is saying about your future, about your health, about your ministry, about your church, about your family. Choose to see. Choose to see. Don't be afraid. Choose to see. Don't be afraid. Sir, I believe God. Sir. You are too fearful. On the train, they are fearful people. It can be understood that on the bus, on the train, people are seated and they are fearful. Why must there be fearful people in the spews too? Where God's words of hope is coming. The word of hope, the word of faith is being dished out and you are afraid. How can you leave church and be afraid? How, how, how can you finish a service and be afraid? I'm telling you, pastor, I will never forget this experience I had because you can never forget an encounter. An encounter is not something to forget quickly. You can't. If it's an encounter, you don't forget it. You can't say, I believe God, if you have not heard what he says. When you say, I believe God, you are talking about a word. You must have a word upon which you stand to say, I believe God. Jesus said, Mark 11, 22, have faith in God. Have faith in my darling. I know the situation looks unpredictable. It looks out of control. Mark chapter 4, verse 14. Why are you so fearful? Why? Why are you so fearful? Am I not on your side? Have I not told you that if God be for us, who can be against us? Why are you so fearful for your future? When you are working with the God of tomorrow, he's the same yesterday. He's the same today. He's the same forever. He's the almighty God. 
He is your shield. He is your sitting great one. Men may not clap for you, but he will be your reward. Take a step of faith. Never look to men for your results. Because your step, your work of faith predicts or connotes, indicates or implies your reward is from God. That's faith. Faith means I'm looking to God for my reward. So whether they acknowledge me, whether they don't acknowledge me, whether they reward me whether they don't reward me. God is my shield. When God is your shield, tell me what arrow can hit you. That is why when Satan sought to sit Peter like it, Jesus said, I have prayed for you that your faith, because if you have faith in God, you have been shielded. Not only shield, you have shield means security and protection, but there is a guaranteed laughter tomorrow. Faith shields you and guarantees laughter for you tomorrow. I am your shield. An exceedingly great one. He said, taking the shield of faith. Ephesians chapter 6. Taking the shield of faith with which you will quench all the fiery. Jesus, Satan has sought to see you like with Peter. Luke 20, 22. But I have prayed for you. I have prayed for you that your faith, because if your faith does not fail, there's no way you will sink. There's no way, there's no way you'll be a victim. There's no way you'll be a casualty. By by faith, you can't be a casualty. Well, so, fear not, faith forward. Can I surprise you? Today, Matthew chapter 14, from verse 23, they were on the seas, and the storm was contrary, the wind was contrary, and they saw him coming towards them, and they thought it was a ghost, and they cried out for fear. Then he said to them, fear not, it is I. Be of good cheer, for it is I. Peter said, if it is you, bid me to come to you on the water. I can come to you, but this time on the water, if it's you, tell me, come to you on the water. He didn't say Peter, he just said, come. When he tells you don't fear, the next thing he will tell you is come. Now the ball is in your court. If you are not afraid, then you will come. Today, I'm talking about step out. By faith, Hebrews 11, 4, Abel offered, 11, 5 and 6, uh, 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 Enoch pleased God. 11, 7, Noah uh, moved. 11, 8, Abraham obeyed. 11, 11, Sarah herself received strength. 11, 17, Abraham offered. 11, 20, Jacob blessed. Isaac blessed. 11, 21, Jacob blessed. 11, 22, uh, 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 Joseph. Joseph. When he, was, uh, 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 when he was about to die, he prophesied by faith. 11.23, Moses, when he was born, his parents hid him, not fearing the king's wrath. 11.24, Moses, when he was of age, he took a step. 11, 25, 26, 20, 27, actually, Moses uh, uh, forsook Egypt. 11, 28, he kept the Passover. And they, 29, they walked through the Red Sea. 30, the walks of Jericho came down. 31, Rahab. Rahab did not perish. What did he do? Every, what did she do? Every faith result is pointing to what somebody did. 
Why do you think, why are you expecting faith results without stepping out? Faith results mean faith steps must be engaged. Faith step means that you don't have to have the certainty of the stability of the ground. All you need is a come from him. Jesus said, come, move. By faith, Abraham back. Verse, verse, uh, verse 8, Hebrews chapter 11. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was told to go out. And went out. The problem is not knowing where he was going. Not knowing. Why are you going, Abraham? I don't know. Are you not stupid? No problem. Your opinion. I don't know. No, no, you can't say that, Abraham. Why stop? You are now taking this church thing too far. I don't. They will always tell you because what you have seen, they haven't seen. They haven't seen what you have seen. So, rightly so, sometimes they will fear for you. If you haven't seen like them, you also fear. But because you have seen, you are operating on a different platform. So Abraham obeyed God and went, not knowing what. But he didn't fear for his life because he had actually seen the word of God. He has seen God's word. He has seen God's word. So what I'm trying to say is, if it is faith, according to James chapter... One, sorry, chapter 2, verse 18. James chapter 2, verse 18. Uh, 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 I think we haven't read together yet. Can we exercise that before we close? Please, let's go. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. How do we know you have faith? By my works. By your works. Faith is not an opinion. Faith is an action. Faith is not an idea. Some of us retain fanciful, fantastic, lovely, grandiose ideas about what God can do. <laughs> and we mistake it for faith. It's not. Senepa. No, 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 no. No, no, Pasa. Faith. Qua. Senepa. How do you say faith in French? Foi. Yes. So, the, the message is please stop telling me you have faith. The scripture said, show me your faith by your works by your works. That's why Jesus said, oh woman, great is thy faith. He saw the works. He said to Mark chapter 5, verse 34, daughter, be of good cheer, your faith has made you well. He said to blind Bartimaeus in Mark chapter 10, verse 52, he said, your faith has made you well. Bible says, and when Jesus saw their faith, in Luke chapter 5, Verse 18, 19, 20, he saw their faith. He said to the man of the paralytic, rise up and walk. He saw faith can be seen. It's called in the Latin, fide viva. Active faith, action faith. Because in James chapter 2, the la very last verse, verse 26, he says that faith Oh, this is serious. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Pastor, so what's the message here? Step out in faith. Step out. Step out. Send another application. To the same place. Yeah. Go back to where and propose to where. Do it and roll on that course again. Do it. But I'm now older than all my classmates. Who cares? Who cares? You are operating under a unique grace. Step out. Step out. Step out. Step out. Step out. You are believing God for children. Start doing baby shopping. Go to mamas and papas. 
You must frequent there. Frequent there. Go there. Why are you so fearful? Where is your faith? I thought you've been doing winning souls. So are you doing that as just activity of faith works? Where is your faith? Where is the year is about to end. That's why you should be rejoicing. At midnight, Paul and Silas sank in prison. Why are you waiting to come out of prison before you sing your praises? Prison, but prison can't stand praises. Praise in prison. Praise God. Don't be tired of well-doing. Step out. Somebody, stop this yabby, 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 yabby. Your faith has become just a confession, not a possession. The possession of faith is more authentic than the confession of faith. If you can confess like others are confessing, it doesn't mean you have faith. But when you, have, you possess faith, it will show you your confession. Not only your confession, your steps. Your steps, your works, because faith alone without works is dead. It's non-effective, it's non-existent. It's not faith you are talking about. If there is no work to evidence the faith, it's fake. Somebody's life has changed permanently. I need to end now. He said, Jesus, if it is you, bid me to come to you. Jesus said, come. Started walking on the water. He had water walking experience. Walking on water experience. And then after a while, he saw the storms. Because remember, the wind was contrary. Yeah. He was walking on the, in the sea in, in contrary, not calm times. Stormy days. That's not a good time to walk on the sea. So as he started walking, he realized, oh, did I really stop that deal? How am I going to sponsor myself? Now that I say I'm doing church, I've broken out with this guy. He used to pay me everything. I've broken out with this lady. He used to Suddenly, later after a while, you come to your senses and realize, have I done the right decision? Yes. Yes. In, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 34, sorry, 35, 36, 37, and I'll tell you, 38 will tell you why I stay in 34. 35 says that casting not away therefore your confidence which has a great recompense of reward. It doesn't matter what you seem to lose. There's compensation greater than what you are losing. The work of faith comes with a bountiful compensation for eventualities that you might go through emotionally, financially, periodically, or whatever condition you go through because of your faith, when the time comes, God has said, I'm your shield and a great excellent reward. He said, it has a great recompense of reward. Verse 36, for you have need of. He said, for ye have need of patience, not after ye have just believed, after you have done an action. Can you imagine yesterday I was sharing with the pastors when we finished that when you study the scriptures very carefully, all the people who achieved great things or God accomplished great things through them, Bible guarded all of them into one chapter and he said by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. By. Verse 32 says that time will not even permit me. I, he puts it this way, he said time will fail me. Time will fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, or something, Jephthah, of David, didn't even get mentioned. Of Samuel on the prophets. And it says that who, who through faith subdued United Kingdom? They obtained promises. They stopped the mouth. They stopped the mouth of lions and quench the violence of fire. They escaped not through karate skills. 
they through faith, not karate skills. If you want to escape the edge of a sword, what do you do? Is there no you yeah, dark karate, martial art? Yeah, martial art. You have to do. By said by faith, they escaped it. How did they do it? Just walk by faith, and you see how they did it. And out of weakness, were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to fly the armies of the enemies. Continues. So look at chapter ten again. He said, "For you have need of patience." That after you have done, done the will of God, ye might receive the, see, by faith, they receive promises. But you might receive the promise. Look at the next verse. For yet a little while, and he that shall, uh, he that shall come, will come, and will not. God is about to show up very soon. God is about to show up very soon. They obtain promises. Says that, verse 37, for a little while, God will show up and will not tarry. Why is he saying that? We normally quote the verse 38. It says that, we quote the last verse. It said, now the just but there, you see, said, but if any man draw back, my soul shall not have pleasure. I like the 39. That's where we are now, I believe. Me, that's where I am. But we are not of them. Why are you saying you are not of them? Because lockdown came and it's gone, and some of us are still standing. You, you, you got to load your guns with certain statements. Different, when you look at those top army officers and uh, they have different guns for different things. They take this one, they, they take this one. Rambo, we take that one. That's the one I remember, okay? Sometimes when somebody asks you, are you still going to church tomorrow? It depends on who. Some who don't do church properly and they also came. Let them know, I am still standing. Others who are very worried and thinking that you are spending too much money going to church, or thinking that you are spending too much time, you tell them, I believe God. (laughs) I believe God. What have you got to say? What you shouldn't do is just be silent. Jesus was the only one who was silent when they were going to kill him. (laughs) Because he came to die. So that we can live. (laughs) So speak the word. Homologia. Homologia. Speak the word. When you hear some news that you don't like, just speak the word. You have to learn how to tell your husband, my husband, you can't say that. My wife, no, we, couldn't, we, sh- we can't be saying that. Because we are fed too much. We can't say that. We are dead. Are, you can't say that, my husband. Say it in love and respect. Tell your daughter, hey, we don't talk like that in this house. Tell your son, hey, boy, no, 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 don't say that again in this house. Regulate the language, spiritual language, atmosphere in your house, around you. Yes. Remove yourself from environments that have polluted language, yes. that have fear-inducing language. Some of the news you don't have to listen to. If it's, it's breaking news important, you find out, you get to know. This atmosphere doesn't need laying on offense. He doesn't need anything. He just rather, if there's anything that is needed, a platform must be created for people to step out in faith. By saying, I give my life to Jesus. By saying, from today I've changed. By saying, I'm going to sow a seed. I'm going to, a a step of faith. Not something must be done for you again. After such an atmosphere, wherever you are, there's no, uh, uh, 
the power of God is no respecter of locations or persons. Even in, under the sea, in the midst of the sea, the power of God was able to bring someone dead three days from the belly of the whale, and the whale vomited him and came back to life. Resurrection. So the word can reach you. You might be watching. As, uh, listen, may I say this? If you are listening to me right now and you are sick, rise up. If you are sick and lying on the sick bed, I speak your healing right now. I speak your healing right now. By faith. And the faith we are talking about is the faith that has defied fear and for that matter is stepping out, taking a step, acting on your faith. Act. Do something. Do something. Do something. By faith. If you can fly, run. If you can run, jog. If you can jog, walk. If you can walk, crawl. If you can crawl, make some movements. Don't remain where you are. The, the guys said, if we sit here, we die. If we go there, we die or we live. Why sit here till we die? Second Kings. Why verse chapter seven, chapter five? Why sit here till we die? And they got up and they started moving, not knowing their miracle was waiting for them. There is a miracle on the other side waiting for. Don't stay where you are after you have heard a word from God. Don't stay where you are after you've heard a word from God. Don't stay where you are after you heard a word from God. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.